Welcome. Nice to have you here. I'm Elia, hosting this exploration of the future space. We believe that the future is a common good. That's why we ask ourselves, cool vades? Or, where are we going? In this podcast, we're traveling to the year 2050, and we're presenting one vision on human mobility, co-created by people from all over the planet. Hopefully, it can spark your imagination. So, get yourself comfortable, take a seat, lean back, close your eyes, and open your mind to whatever may come to you in the next 10 minutes. Today, we're going to Kenya, and you're about to meet Rose. Rose liked to work on her laptop. Nobody really uses these old machines anymore. It has since long been replaced with more advanced tools. But the sound of the tapping keyboard calmed her and gave her a certain sense of focus. And that's also why she decided to bring it out today, as she was refining her the very last details of her big speech. When they first asked her if she wanted to do this commencement speech, she was very surprised. Me? Why? I don't have any big discovery or product that has saved the world. My work was always about connecting people, hearing people out, and mostly staying in the background, allowing for those important changes to happen, just like a cook waiting for its ingredients to interact and create harmony. She's been working really hard on this speech, writing, rewriting, and then correcting again. And now she's almost done. Just a quick rerun, and she's ready for this afternoon ceremony. Her hologram will lead the speech, all the way from Kenya to Cornell University, where the students and at least 500 guests will be listening in. She decides to run through the speech one last time before heading out for a little walk. Dear graduates, when I was 12 years old and attended middle school in Kenya, I was assigned with the task to make a school project about edible insects. If you remember, the rest of the world hadn't yet caught on to the idea. Anyhow, I remember sitting in my favorite park in Nairobi under a magnificent merry oak tree, a local tree here in Kenya that has always given me a sense of strength and grounding. It was sitting under that tree doing my research that I discovered Zegenet Kelemo and her work so, Sipi, uh, let me give you general facts. Uh, this is a center of excellence in Africa. To seeing a lady that looked, that talked like me, gave me an immense inspiration. And it opened up a possibility in mind that there was a place on the big world stage for people like me. That spark of inspiration led me first to the United Kingdom for university, and then here to Cornell for grad school. But upon graduating, the world was a quite dire place. I remember when I landed in Nairobi after graduation, my city looked so different. Pollution, climate refugees, and to my horror, my merry oak tree was veining. Actually, the merry oak was on the brink of extinction. This became my call to action to use my education to propel active change in our climate crisis. In my work, I was allowed into negotiation rooms I could never have dreamt of. 
I was given opportunities to act and influence, to build bridges and community. Today, my merry oak tree is in bloom again, and I'm proud to say that together we managed to reform our society. Save. Okay, perfect. After saving her speech again on her laptop, Rose puts on her shoes and head out for a walk. She tries to go for a little walk whenever she feels overwhelmed. It calms her to see her community around her, her neighbors, the shops, people meeting each other in the streets. She crosses the park and glances at the big merry oak tree. As she closes the door behind her, when she's coming back home, she feels hopeful. She's ready for this. She has prepared so well. She takes a deep breath and opens her laptop, and she's pressing the on button. But the computer doesn't respond. The screen stays black. Come on. She picks up the computer and looks on the backside, turns it upside down, closes the screen, folds it in, and then tries again. Don't bail on me now. What's going on? Still no reaction. The computer is dead. Rose's heart is rising. Oh my god. The ceremony starts any minute. The hologram is set up via the virtual meeting console. But what about our notes? Hi, I'm Steve. I'm the tech guy from Cornell University. I'm just making sure everything works for your speech. I will make a quick check of sound and audio and see that your hologram is coming through correctly. Yes, okay. Rose fibbles nervously around her and finds a paper and a pen, while she's standing in position for Steve to test. She tries to discreetly note down some keywords of what she wants to say. She can feel her body going into shutdown mode. But then she inhales and hears her grandmother's voice. Either be a mountain or lean on one. Either be a mountain or lean on one. A mantra that always calms her down. Either be a mountain or lean on one. Could you try to say, like, sample the start of your speech so that I can check that everything goes well? Yes, sure. I am. Uh, shall I start now? Yeah, just run through the beginning, like the first three minutes. It will allow me to run the main test from here. Okay. Dear graduates, distinguished professors, I'm honored to be here today. Ever since I was 12 years old, I've been dreaming of this moment. Uh, sorry, that's not right. Let me start over. Don't worry about it. I'm just doing a sound check here. You can say whatever you want. Uh, when I was 12 years old and sitting in Got the it. park. We're good. So you're on in five minutes. Rose is breathing heavily. Here's Rose Eden, with us from Nairobi, Kenya. Ever since graduating from Cornell in 2021, Rose has played a key role in unifying the international community and fundraised for some of the greatest climate-changing actions that has brought us out to the climate crisis. Today, she runs her own NGO based in Nairobi. Here is Rose. Either be a mountain or lean on one. Rose can't believe she said that phrase out loud. Yes. Either be a mountain or lean on one. It's something that my grandma used to tell me. It's an old Somali proverb that has followed me throughout my life. Dear graduates, for a long time, I was preparing a totally different version of this speech that I must say sounded very much like many of the application letters and intake interviews I've been doing throughout my career, where every word is properly weighed and considered. It is a good skill to have, 
and it helps in diplomacy. But it is not thanks to that skill that I'm standing here before you today. I'm going to tell you a different story about a side of me that I rarely have shared. And it starts on a long journey somewhere between the border of Somalia and Kenya in times of war. The cluster of three adjacent refugee sites at Dadaab, Kenya, is close to bursting, built to hold between 90 and 100,000 refugees fleeing conflict in neighboring Somalia. Now they're way over capacity and heaving with 230,000 people, making Dadaab one of the world's oldest, largest, and most congested refugee camps. I remember holding my grandmother's hand and watching my steps carefully. I was five years old at that time. I was terrified of the gunshots and screams we heard from afar. What terrified me even more was the fear on my parents' faces. I have never seen them so scared. And that rocked my world in a fundamental way. We were not sure if we were going to make it to Kenya. And a part of me is still there in the rough terrain between my two countries of origin. I still wake up at night from gunshots created by my own head. Sometimes we did quick stops to drink some water. And that's when my grandma held me closer and she would whisper in my ear, Amabur alho, Amabur kutishanou. Either be a mountain or lean on one, over and over again. What does that mean? I asked her. She told me that it means if you are strong, help others. And when you need help, rely on others. That's exactly the way she and my mother and many other women of the community interacted. They created powerful networks with dynamic of when you are weak, you can lean on me. And when I'm weak, I lean on you. For a long time, I tried to hide this part of my story. Being a Somali refugee made me different and strange from other kids. When people ask me how I managed to fundraise so much money and gather all the way, I always answered that we did it together as a community. But standing here in front of you today, I would like to adjust that answer slightly. Because now, I realize how my experience and my trauma from the war has helped me create a positive change in the world. Be a mountain or rely on one. Was the mantra on which we built the first alliance based on mutual aid. We replaced competition with the collaboration. I see it clearer now how that's connected to my own story and my grandmother's mantra. So, own your story. Don't let it own you and let it be your mountain. Sometimes supporting others, other times supporting you. Thank you. You have just heard the story of Rose. So, if we bring it back to you for a second, how did you feel hearing this? What thoughts came to your mind? Can you relate to the story? Or if not, why? 
Take a pen, a paper and five minutes to write down any thoughts and feelings you had listening to this co-created vision. Once you find your pen and paper, just pause this podcast. We will be right here waiting for you when you come back. The vision you heard is one possible future for our fictive persona rose, developed by over 120 participants from across the globe in a process led by the Open Thinking Network Grassroots Thinkings Agora, Foraus, Polis 180, Ponto, and in collaboration with the youth empowerment organization based out of Kenya, the Youth Cafe. And we are curious to hear what you noted earlier. To share your thoughts and feelings, follow the link in the description of the podcast to our innovation platform, Policy Kitchen. Over there, we co-create the future together. If you would like to learn more about the participatory strategic foresight process on human mobility, leading to the vision, the underlying methodology, and the resulting policy recommendations, download our publication via the link in the description. You can hear more visions for the future in the other episodes of this podcast. Join along and help us co-create more diverse futures for human mobility. Kuvades is brought to you by Policy Kitchen and is produced by Katharina Hagstedt and her podcast production company Tinka Media. Music in this episode came from Blue Dot Sessions. <laughs>